0: It has been pretty stressful the last two weeks. Um, our I think I mentioned this before that our kitchen and bathroom are being renovated.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: and it was more unsettling and chaotic than I really thought it would be. I thought I was well prepared for it. We live in a housing co-op so we could use the the kind of kitchen down in our amenity you know meeting room um unfortunately though with the reactive little rescue dog um every time we went down in that space she felt that her role was to be protector Uh, Um, so she just barked her head off all day long and um actually went to nip at somebody who she usually really likes it's just that in that room she just was like i'm on guard man i'll keep it safe don't worry um, and I started doing some training last week that has kind of simmered that down a little bit. She's a lot calmer now, but I, I was reacting because I was stressed out and she felt that she needed, like, she wasn't as reactive. Like when Ms. Valda was with her, it was just with me. Cause I was a stress ball. Sure. So she was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To, you know, calm, keep me safe, keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just meant that I was just a bundle of nerves and that it was hard to get anything done. And I just felt like. Yeah. Just a wreck. And it's just really unsettling. And this is the classic ADHD thing. If I can't see where something is, I don't fucking think it exists anymore. I think I've lost it. Sure. So like, where's the Herbe de Provence? I know right like it's in the balls of a box somewhere that I thought it's something we use almost every day why did I pack it somewhere I'll never find it like Jesus but hey we've got like all these other spices that I never use like why did I like I don't know just like the most random things that I forget that I use all the time and like not having access to a mirror Mm. like we have like a mirror in our bedroom but if we're down in the common room there isn't like there's like tiny little bathroom with the sure, worst yeah. lighting in the world and I don't really feel like putting myself together in front of that mirror. Um so I've got like I found this old little mirror that I probably got in a free makeup bag because, like <laughs> 2011 or something, <laughs> and I've been like trying to put on mascara, and I'm like, Oh, this is like, I don't know how the girls and the ladies and everybody else and the, all the people do that on the bus. I have no fucking idea,
1: <laughs> or behind the wheel of a car. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I've definitely seen that a few times. I've seen people shaving at the wheel. Uh, my favorite though was, um, one time I saw a guy who his left arm was in a cast. Uh, so he'd broken his arm. So he had his left arm leaning on the wheel, and he was driving with his broken cast arm because his right hand was holding an ice cream cone that he was eating while he was driving. <laughs>
0: now it's like, that come is... on,
1: are you fucking kidding me? It's like, so like, dangerous. Like, one or the other.
0: <laughs> right? Like, so dangerous, but also, go you for treating yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally dangerous, and... Unfortunately, it's also pretty funny to see. Uh, you know, so I don't I don't have the same reaction even though it's just as dangerous as someone, you know, uh fucking chugging a, a whatever a, a 40 of malt liquor and then getting behind the wheel. Like it's it's just as dangerous. It is. <laughs> but uh for some reason I I don't uh get all sanctimonious about about ice cream. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you doing though? I mean, I've got lots going on, but how about you?
1: You know what? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, I feel a little bit more chipper than I have in a bit. Um, mm. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of work that I'm doing in counseling, which is helping a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, um, it's, it's anomalous, but I'm actually feeling pretty good for this part of the year. Uh, mm. And mid-late February is always the worst, the absolute worst part of any year for me because it's mm. just... The total doldrums of, uh, just like, you know, all of the, all of the post Christmas glow has long since worn off. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've, you've been dealing with winter for months. It's cold, it's dark, it's shitty. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And it's just like February is always an extremely difficult month for me, but this is probably the best spirits I've found myself in, in a February in the last like five years. So that's worth something.
0: That's amazing, Jordan. I'm stoked for you.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, February is an asshole like there's no like it's there's no other way to put it this is like one of the worst months like yep. it's it's dark and shitty and yeah there's not much like going on that's like worth going out to like there is but like I can't do it and and then like this year yeah I think thank you for reminding me about that because the other day I was like why do I feel like just so awful you know why don't why am I so tired why am I so lethargic Um, I have up my vitamin D intake, my vitamin C and trying to kind of do it that way. Cause Vancouver, especially, it just feels like you're going to bump your head on the sky. Like the clouds Mm. just sit really low at this time of year. And it just feels like oppressive and, and, and it's raining and, but it's cold, gross rain. And and there's no color, Mm. except for the odd bit of garbage strewn around on the street. Like everything's just barren. (laughs) It's just, I mean, there's a few trees, but like, yeah, I I, I feel you. And, and this year is like that my mental health has been, um, I felt like, if I kind of reflect back, it's probably around the same as usual, but just more intense because of the renovation. And mm. um, I also got some really good news is that I got into that small business program that I was talking about.
1: Excellent. Good for you. So that's, that's awesome.
0: A, that's amazing. But it's also like, welcome to 10 hours of Zoom time during the week. And I'm like, right. I got to perform on zoom now. Like, and, but like, it's, it's really great. Like it's, I, I was, I was, what's the word? I was he- not hesitant, but like, I was doubting whether it would be very robust. Like I was concerned because mm. I took a program that, um, was run by another agency about six years ago and it was kind of shitty. Like they were just like, here's how you set up a spreadsheet here's what a widget is here's your fixed cost here's your and I was like this has nothing to do with what I even (laughs) wanted like what the fuck is this and we had to sit in a room and it was um adjacent to the downtown east side and so it was just like constant Mm -hmm. sirens all day and of course I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD yet and I was like why do I feel such rage like why is this like anyway this isn't that it's like they're much more um uh they're just more they have a lot more insight and there's a lot more wisdom in the space. And they, they've all run service-based businesses themselves, whether it was coaching or all kinds of different stuff. So they, and one of the women they had in as a, like a workshop coach swears her head off. And I was like, yes, people, <laughs> you know, usually business is so like anyway, moving forward and circling back and, rah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So um So yeah, I'm stoked, but that's another layer of kind of potential overwhelm for me because it's like, oh, shit, I got to do the things and show up. Sure. I can't do that with a dog barking her head off in the background. So we're actually moving to our friend's place for a week, just for Mm -hmm. the final part of the renovations, just so I can get some quiet to do my work. Right. Yeah.
1: That's, that's disruptive. That sucks. I'm sorry you're going through that, but uh, I'm, I'm happy it's going to be done soon. So.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing when it's done. Like the, all those ugly old cork floors and the shitty old like every time you close on the cabinets will go bang 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 because they <laughs> they're just kind of like just falling off. Loose hinges. Yeah, loose hinges was, was awful. Unhinged. Sort of. <laughs> nice. Like the metaphor. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: So we we're talking about something kind of juicy today. You want to set us up and introduce? Uh, sure.
1: Hmm. Sure. I'll actually, I'll, so I'll set us up with a, with a story. Um, so there was this one time, uh, let's see here, five, six, seven years ago. Um, and I was out in the backyard, uh, doing some gardening and I think I was planting bulbs or something that day. And so, you know, I was down, uh, on my hands and knees in the dirt and and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah. And so I just like, uh, I realized that, you know, it was like, I'm feeling kind of hungry, it's lunchtime, better like grab a bite. So I stood up to go uh, walk back uh, into the house and into the kitchen. Um, And I woke up, uh, presumably, you know, less than a minute later or whatever with my face in the dirt and my my glasses like three feet away and my jacket uh, completely torn uh, like the right side underneath the shoulder. Because I had stood up really fast. uh, Well, you know, I'd stood up at what I think is a normal human pace to Mm -hmm. stand up. um, And I passed out. And uh, that what had happened was, um, so my yard has a couple of big, like, uh, sort of standing iron hooks that are about four, four and a half feet high to hang, hanging planter baskets off of. So I had caught my jacket on one of these hooks on the way down and torn it. And I'm just lucky that I didn't catch my face or something on this. Um, So basically that's, that's the most dramatic instance of it. But since I have been, uh, as I recall a teenager, I don't remember it happening as a kid, but I remember so few things from childhood that, that, you know, it's kind of a, a futile, uh, endeavor anyway. But yeah, I just like, um, I always, just like with all of these ADHD symptoms that we talked about so much on this show, I just assumed that this was typical for everyone because. I we all assume that our own experiences are the baseline we all assume that that's Mm -hmm. normal right Mm because we don't we can't access other people's experiences and so I didn't realize that it was not normal to get dizziness and blurred vision and fainting and all this other kind of stuff um from standing up too fast uh so Mm -hmm. so yeah so I I uh had just kind of like dealt with this stuff for years and um yeah and then uh when i was going through the adhd stuff you know there's all these interesting little kind of uh side roads to go down as far as like comorbidities and things that correlate with it and Mm blah 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 um and so yeah and so like i was kind of investigating all this stuff and at some point i got ehlers-danlos syndrome uh and Mm -hmm. POTS postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome backwards in my head, I think probably because they both have a much higher prevalence in women than in men. So I really wasn't kind of like thinking that either were applicable to me. Mm -hmm. And then I believe I also thought that they were correlated with each other. So that if you, I I thought for some reason, I got it in my head that, uh, not all people with POTS had Ehlers-Danlos, but all people or no, I got that backwards. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that basically like you had to have Ellers danlos to have POTS. I didn't realize that it was like a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, uh, what I figured out from some tests. So, so for those who don't know, Ehlers-Danlos is another thing that's correlated with neurodivergence and it's basically to do with like your collagen and your sort of like skin and joint elasticity. Um, so, you know, you get, you get really kind of like, uh, uh, pliable skin um people are very flexible double jointed you could put your leg behind your head that kind of stuff um but it also leads to like bruising and and other things um Hmm. so anyway so once once i ruled that out uh i assumed that pots had then gone with it and i was like okay well this is just. This has nothing to do with that. Uh, but again, these systems persisted and then, um, yeah, uh, uh, someone who's like a Twitter mutual of ours, uh, uh, got diagnosed recently and has been posting a lot about that. And that kind of like, gosh, maybe I should look into this stuff again. I, th- I think that it's a really interesting, um, path to look into for anyone else who is experiencing these sorts of symptoms. Uh, so there is like a lot of, a lot of overlap with, uh, dehydration symptoms. Um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like if, if people are kind of suspecting that they, that this might be a problem for them, uh, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, like the first step seems to be like getting your water up and getting your salt intake up, uh, Mm -hmm. and kind of like dealing with the the dehydration end of it um but yeah as i understand it, the test is relatively simple you just get hooked up to a blood pressure cuff and then they have you sit and then they have you stand up really fast and see if your blood pressure drops to like abnormal levels uh so yeah i haven't i haven't gotten to do that yet but um Mm -hmm. i will at some point I, i made a commitment to myself to do that before the end of the month so i guess i have to make that call monday morning uh yes. yeah so so i just i just blabbed for about five straight minutes um about <laughs> pots and i will continue to do so but uh before i go on uh, why don't you uh, what do you have to say about that so far <laughs>
0: uh, well um i've had some variety of fating spells for most of my life um and they've often happened in very public spectacular places like Mm, wow i may have told the story of being at um this posh loft in chelsea in new york with like aides to the clinton family people are like prancing around in their prada and i'm in my jeans and boots and i was with this woman cara who's such a gem car baker is so lovely anyway so we're at this thing and she's like Chatting up some indie rocker, famous, semi-famous guy. There's like all these people there, and I'm totally intimidated. I'm drinking bourbon, I haven't eaten, and I hit the dust. I just like standing there, just like talking to somebody, and I just like bang, and then woke up in the um in the stairwell, kind of coming to as. Car and these other people were like carrying me downstairs outside. Yeah. They thought it was a seizure. They didn't know what was going wow. on. And she ended up flagging down some guy in a minivan to drive us home to her place in Brooklyn. Um, and I woke up, you know, like because when it would happen, I would immediately throw up. Like as soon as I woke up, I would start retching. Um, and so I woke up the next morning and I had like puke in my hair. My hair was a lot longer then. It was just like, oh my God. Um and she was like, honey, you're anemic. like, And mm-hmm. if that was something that I did have treated a few years ago when I got um, the ablation to stop all the bleeding I was having in perimenopause. And then I got iron treatments, IV iron treatments, which were spectacular. They helped me a lot. Um, but as soon as you mentioned the POTS thing, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, this has got to be me because because I've had... So many of these symptoms that I get clammy often. Um, and it happened once like here in Vancouver, I went racing from one event to another and I got my heart rate up too quickly. And then I had to lie down on this like brush concrete floor surrounded by hipsters, none of whom fucking checked if I was okay. That's such a Vancouver thing. I was just like, you guys are assholes, man. Like it took me a few minutes to kind of regain myself. And then I just left the event. Cause I was like, yeah. fuck you. Um, but <laughs> uh anyway so when you said that I was like okay so I'm going to check in with my doctor and I had been having some kind of chest palpitations that were I believe from the medication I was taking right so I've stopped that medication now and that's kind of resolved itself um but she did she did the test that you described where I was in Mm -hmm. her office and she knows I have low blood pressure so um and that's been that way for a long time uh so she did that test and she was like I don't see it drop like significantly i don't think it's pots but she did send me for an ekg and that seems to have come back normal because she hasn't said anything um right. so but i think there are other tests you can do um but it's one of these things too where it is kind of a lifestyle thing like what you're saying because yeah. i've been reading about it so it is adhd folk are notorious for not remembering to drink water but that's one area where i'm pretty good to the point where i've been to get urine tested like oh you're hydrated like they I got good urine <laughs> so I, I don't think that's it but it is still kind of a bit of a mystery because when I get really stressed out and overwhelmed I get really dizzy and I often have to sit down and when I get up too quickly same as you I like hit the dust um many many times in my life and when I was a kid i like used to faint all the time I've got all the mm. scars like all over me my... I could never rock like the close shaved haircut because I've got <laughs> scars on my head couldn't do it anyway but yeah so that's kind of my um experience of it is that it i i still wonder if it's part of my thing but i'm also grappling with menopause and like there's so many other things going on um, vancouver the i find the air pressure here the barometric pressure really messes me up like i get mm. migraines and all kinds of stuff so um i don't have a definitive like diagnosis or anything and i i have heard that that's one of the things that's kind of making the rounds on social on ADHD oh, sure. social yep. media right now because people are like oh fuck maybe this is what's going on with me because it's really unsettling and mortifying to be at a party and then like wake up in your own vomit like and you haven't even been drinking that week you know it's just like oh shoot you just froze jay
1: things that are maybe like more mm-hmm. painful um mm-hmm or, or embarrassing or whatever. Like I I would sooner, I would sooner black out than shit my pants in public. But you know, like uh, uh, it's definitely the most disorienting and disconcerting because it's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, if, if, if things are if if things are going awful for you, you've got a stomach things are coming out both ends. You at least know what's going on, like you're you're there for it and you're aware of what's happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's losing consciousness is really scary stuff and and yeah, to your point, um I think that that it is a good note that uh uh it is sort of something that's making the rounds right now and that that is why we're talking about it is because it made the rounds enough to get the attention of someone that i know who got themselves assessed and it turns out that they do have it and now you Mm -hmm. know like uh they're they're talking about more uh, talking about it and conveying information about it and stuff and so i i honestly i'm probably about 40 60 right now that i Mm -hmm. i suspect when i go in for this uh my test will come out negative um and i suspect that because uh, since really going into fucking turbo with making sure I'm drinking what what is the numbers work out to at least five liters of water a day, not including coffees or anything. I have alarms in my phone for every four hours from 6 AM to 10 PM. Uh, and I have to drink a 750 mil bottle <laughs> when those alarms go off plus whatever ah. fluid. So, and mm. I have noticed, uh, that I have not had uh as many dizzy spells and things like that so Mm. my my suspicion is that it is more to do with keeping my water up keeping my sodium up all that kind of stuff but it is important to rule that other stuff out um to your point though um this is this is why i'm kind of framing it the way that i am today is because i do think it is important uh you know not not to say that if you're not if if you're if you're feeling unwell don't avoid going to the doctor Mm -hmm. but if you can if it's not life-threatening and you can like occam's razor the uh solutions that you can take care of yourself out of it first like if 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 i can like so so you know I'm, i'm i'm doing all the like lifestyle stuff first uh to eliminate the possibility that this is just you know for lack of a better phrase poor lifestyle choices and not <laughs> anything to do with genetics and right now based on on the evidence that i'm getting i feel like it probably is just that i honestly needed to drink more water and probably get mm. more salt in just just in general and that it's not pots but we'll see um but yeah uh uh do you uh, i did i don't know how much uh, in the way of like notes and things you have but did you want to like talk about symptoms at all or or would you like me to
0: um, I think it's but why don't you do that because sure. I did kind of I re, sort of reviewed them but I think you've done a deeper dive on this than I have and I just want to talk quickly about the salt piece because that's something that my doctor Please said do, yeah to me she was like you need to eat more salt like your blood pressure is low already and most people are like oh my god I gotta cut back on salt uh high blood pressure I'm like the opposite she's like salt mm-hmm. everything as will just like no but like yeah I put like extra salt on things now and I'm hoping that will eventually make a difference. But yeah, why don't you kind of um, lay down the, all the different symptoms because they're pretty interesting.
1: Just real quick on the salts thing. Uh, there, there's another podcast that I listened to and one of the hosts I know does have ADHD and he literally will just like, he's got like a little saucer of like table salt beside him and he just like like sticks no his way. finger into it and just like eats salt like it's a lick or something it's really okay. it's weird but like I get it
0: <laughs> you know what I used to do when I was a kid when we lived on the farm when I was like uh,
1: you had like, a salt father, lick
0: there was like salt licks for the horses a- and and every, I would lick every this.
1: rural kid had used the fucking salt licks I don't know what it is
0: because it's just like I probably wasn't getting enough of my diet I was like oh, my mom's like stop <laughs> <laughs> she used to get so mad at me but yeah yeah I was right in there yeah wild child Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so yeah, so symptoms wise, um, so, uh, uh yeah, there, there's obviously the passing out low blood, blood pressure, blood pressure stuff that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is definitely more prevalent among women. There's the association with kind of neurodivergence and psychiatric disorders. Um, and there's often other conditions. And again, these are things that I have dealt with, which made me, uh, suspect that maybe this is something I'm dealing with. Um, Mm. so something called small fiber peripheral neuropathy, uh, which is when you get the tingles in your, in your, uh, uh, fingers and toes and that kind of thing. And kind of, uh, it's a circulation thing, which, uh, you know, if this is a blood pressure problem, of course, that makes sense that it comes down to that. Mm. Um, and that is something that, uh, I do experience quite regularly and especially my left arm. But again, I suspect that that's more to do with my ongoing, uh, stuff with my scalenes than uh than than blood pressure or pot stuff. Um vasovagal syncope, uh, which is the scientific term for passing out at like blood or gore or things like that. Uh anything that kind of like shocks you. Uh if 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 you pass out at like a jump scare in a horror movie or something, uh that's an example of like vasovagal syndrome. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, like pain and IBS are both uh, uh correlated with that. Sleep disorders are correlated with it. Um mm. yeah, and and of course these are all things that that neurotypical and neurodivergent people deal with. Um and yeah, and you know, like having having all of these things gathered in the same place at once unfortunately just describes a lot of 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 regular neurodivergent people that probably don't have POTS. You know, mm-hmm. like like I would I would guess that you know the the venn diagram for the symptoms that i just read off in our listener base is like it's there's a pretty solid overlap i feel like um mm-hmm. but you know it's it's still yeah it, it, it's like any any kind of doing your own medical research hanging out on webmd or whatever just <laughs> always always keep in mind that there's like any set of symptoms is probably representative of about a hundred different things so you really oh, yeah. like you will need to go in and talk to an expert at this point at some point. And don't point, but... tell
0: them you've been on WebMD. When oh like... yeah. God, no,
1: no. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, don't.
1: but I, I do think that it's interesting, uh, or, or I do think it's worthwhile to deal with the lifestyle lifestyle end of things first. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there's also on the mental end of things. So I've talked about physical stuff so far. There's also a very ADHD like brain fog that comes along with POTS. Um mm-hmm. and some of the sentum symptom, symptoms, pardon me, of uh inattentive ADHD, but without necessarily the anxiety uh aspect of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I, I think that that, like I said, it, it describes a lot of people. So if you think that, that this stuff applies to you, uh, I think it's worth looking into, but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. don't, uh, don't, don't, don't go crazy right off the bat, I guess. So right. maybe poor language <laughs> choice on my part.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one symptom that uh, kind of popped out at me that I didn't hear you mention. And that's like a feeling of hotness or warmness. And um, that's something I've had for a really long time. And I always thought I had a fever. Mm, mm. Um, and for women with especially like after you get past 35 when hormones start going like left right and center and ricocheting all over the place like um that can be really perplexing too so i just kind of wanted to add that so um anybody who identifies as a woman and who's got all those hormone challenges um yeah it's or people who have a uterus i should say just to be more inclusive in that language like i think it's important that um you kind of get that assessed as well. Like if you're having that and that, so that could be POTS, but it could also be, um, if you're in paramenopause when your estrogen starts dropping and so does your progesterone and things are unbalanced, et cetera, et cetera. I hesitate to use those terms hormonal balance. Cause I think there's a lot of like, um, people capitalizing and making a lot of money on that whole like hormone thing, but yeah, for women, I think, you know, for me, I'm I'm still going to go back and talk to my doctor about estradiol again, because um, they've been doing more studies because that women's health study that came out years ago that scared the shit out of every woman who never wanted to take hormone treatment because they thought it caused cancer. That study was done on women that were like, beyond that time, they were in their 60s. So like, if you're in your 40s and 50s, like I'm 55, and I get hot flashes fucking galore I would rather have the option and I've spoken to a gynecologist about this I've seen her now six times because I was concerned about that because I can't handle progesterone it makes me feel fucking like out Mm. of mind it makes me so angry that I can't take it so um just adding that kind of uh that there's all these overlapping confusing symptoms that um but it is a really good idea, like Jordan said, to get it checked out. Because especially if it's something related to your heart, you really need to keep an eye on that stuff. Um, but it, the good news is you wouldn't have to take a whole bunch of medication unless you have a more severe case of it. You can just remember to drink some fucking water.
1: Yeah, um, the overheating one, it's, it's interesting that I forgot to mention that, actually, because that happened to me this past weekend. Uh, and I didn't think of that because I had really only been looking out for the kind of like more dramatic aspects of pots that i had been seeing um mm. so i wasn't thinking about that but yeah i i taught uh back-to-back classes last saturday and yeah you know what that was literally the exact language i used in kind of a joking way but i was like i've been getting fucking hot flashes like all day like i've mm. just i've just been getting like like super uh uh that kind of, mixture of chills and, and fever, Mm. you know, like, like that kind of, you're, you're hot and cold at the same time sort of thing and like lightheadedness and blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, you know what, now that I think about it, I have still experienced at least some symptoms of it. Um, but I did not, uh, make that association because I was looking out for the fainting and the, the dizziness Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, another thing that I thought was very, very interesting, um, as far as causes go, uh, so there's, there's you know, it's it's not 100% on anything yet, um, but there is a correlation with uh, excess norepinephrine production. Um, mm. Robbie, do you remember what norepinephrine is?
0: I know it's uh, very closely associated with dopamine and folks with ADHD um, usually have less than they need of it. And that bupropion is one of the medications that's used to elevate that um can you maybe talk a little bit more about it though because i don't have the sciencey jargon. no
1: i i actually i was hoping that you w- would be the expert <laughs> here because i i'm reading the first couple sentences off wikipedia but uh, yeah you know as i understand it it's a it's a neurotransmitting hormone um and most closely associated with uh flight or fight or flight responses mm-hmm. um so that i again i can i can see a mechanism where if if that's if that's associated with you know essentially fear hormones of course the people who are living their lives in anxiety about like you know like mm-hmm. walking around on eggshells uh waiting to be singled out at any given moment yeah of course they've got a lot of fucking norepinephrine in their sim in their systems and they might be uh prone to this kind of stuff so mm-hmm. i thought i thought that that was a very interesting kind of um you know it it there's a uh, the whole idea of cartesian dualism you know i can kind of like take or leave um but there is i feel like some merit to the idea of like thinking yourself healthy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i don't know uh i i I do the the more i kind of like get older and and learn about this stuff the more i do feel like at least you know obviously you can't think cancer way but Mm -hmm. to some degree like you know there there is like a, uh what's the word i'm looking for um My I can't body. think of the word yeah no, but like a uh psychosomatic um ah. there, there you you, mm. you can absolutely like believe yourself into feeling sick or fe- well here a textbook example of like have you ever uh uh thought that you Touched something that burned you, and had a big like excess pull away, like "oh my god" reaction, and then realized mm. that it wasn't actually hot enough to have caused any pain to you either. But mm. you're just like your your eyes saw that like the hot surface light was still on on your stove and you just like didn't think about it and you touched the cast iron or whatever. And so mm-hmm. your your eyes and your brain are working together to go, the last time you did this, you were in a shitload of pain. And so your uh, body reacts yeah. like you've just experienced that pain, even though you haven't yet because it's like anticipatory. And so, you know, I, I really do feel like there is, uh, uh yeah, like, like the, the, the your, your brain can definitely, if not control, Let's say influence uh, uh your body to some degree. It's not I, I guess it's not entirely uh external, is what I'm saying.
0: That's such a good point. And um I just kind of want to remember something because you were talking about nora Fenidrine, and I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right neurotransmitter, because there's another one that sounds very similar that they put in dental freezing that I can't hmm. have. And I think maybe I've got my neurotransmitters fucked up because um, I can't have uh that that medicine like novocaine? no it's not novocaine but it's called no it's the, they put it in dental freezing to make it last yeah. longer and it it makes my fight or flight thing happen like so bad that oh, wow. I have panic attacks in the dentist Holy shit. so um now I'm now I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole but I think maybe uh, we could like back check that or put something in the show notes because I'm like oh shit is it the one that's like part of the the neurotransmitter um deficiencies I hate that word but like um, shortfalls. God, it's all negative. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. That I'm. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm talking about the right neurotransmitter because, yeah.
1: Um, yeah the other thing, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's okay to talk about deficiencies and shortfalls when you're talking about a neurotransmitter. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a person. You know, uh, uh, I I, I <laughs> can. I can, I can. I can fully <laughs> admit that, like, my sense of perspective on like how much things matter is deficient i can you know what i like Mm. i i recognize that like i i can't put like an objective uh or or you know like i i guess i guess a relatively uh objective value on something i i tend to take everything like way too seriously even when when you don't need to um so Mm. yeah
0: (laughs) i know that feeling too yeah and just like sometimes this fault will be like oh my god like why are you placing so why why are you fixating on the shower curtain or whatever it is right like (laughs) yesterday i started going like oh our shower curtain doesn't match with the new paint in the bathroom (laughs) start doing research figure out what's out there and like honestly we're not spending a hundred dollars on a shower curtain that's fucking stupid but i mean i mean no i shouldn't say it's stupid i guess if you have that kind of disposable income yay you sure why not you know um we don't so yeah me (laughs) neither um anyway yeah so we just kind of like went around uh the side of that but I feel like yeah there's so much going on with this POTS, so it's really juicy and like um and there are so many things yeah like you you mentioned this earlier Jordan and I think it's so important as ADHD people we walk around the world move around the world feeling insufficient all the time and like some of those things could actually be treatable that are causing us all our suffering. So it's good to investigate that and advocate as best as you can. Um, and I know here in BC, getting a doctor is just like we're in crisis mode. That's really hard to find. Um, but yeah, if there's, if there's some way that you can at least like take care of yourself. And I mean, that should just be fundamental, right? But that's another thing ADHD folks struggle with. Oh, I got to take care of myself today. How the fuck do I do all that? with everything yep. else going on, you know.
1: Like again, we talked about this on the on the show before, but I have had a total 180 uh since I found out that I have ADHD about those kind of like I, I, they're still corny. They're not. They're not not corny just because mm. I recognize that they are valuable to me. But those little like self care apps that are like, hey bud, uh, you should <laughs> you should drink some water and brush your teeth right now, <laughs> or like, hey, don't forget to go for a walk and get some sunshine. <laughs> and like, so I haven't been using one of those, but I've just putting been putting all this stuff in alarms in my phone. And yeah, you know, like it really just just keeping on top of that that very basic stuff of like, did I drink enough water? Did I get outside and get some exercise? Did Mm -hmm. I like at least talk to one person today on on the phone or on a call or something? If, if not, if I didn't, if I didn't leave my apartment other than going for a walk, did I at least fucking talk to someone today? (laughs) You know, like that kind of thing. Um, That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's, it's so, it's so, so, so easy for, us as ADHD people to let that stuff fall off. Yeah. Um, but at least speaking in my experience, that's always the stuff that gets me feeling back on track faster. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that social connection aspect, that's something I've really struggled with this year. Um, and I think it's a combination of moving and then some friend groups just kind of falling away over yeah. the pandemic. Um, and so there have been days. Yeah. That is all just the only person I speak with in it, like when he comes home and, and the dog. My my dog gets a lot of my narrative. I'll just tell her stories. She doesn't mind. <laughs> she can't answer me, but sometimes I think she understands me. But yeah, like so. I think that that's a really important thing to point out too. When when it comes to mental health, is those social connections. And I have, you know, it's really on my mind that I want to make some new friends and refresh that kind of um, connection and um, support. That and I think that's you know part of the small business program. There's two people that I identify as having ADHD when I mentioned our podcast and there's uh, another two people who live in East van, not far from me. So we're going to get together and try to support each other and go for box and stuff. So nice. I think that that's, yeah. Cause I really, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it this year. I just couldn't like initiate and then follow up. It's one thing to initiate and say, Hey, let's get together. It's quite another to make the reality of that come, come to be like, this is where we're going to meet. And this is what we're going to do. Yep. It, and this is how we're <laughs> going to do it. Like it's harder to do that, you know, like, mm. and to remind people, cause a lot of people are like, Hey, yeah. Cause I think I put something on LinkedIn. Hey, I want to meet a new person every week. And then a couple of people responded in my DMS and, and then I just <laughs> didn't fucking follow up. Like there's one person who wants to wait to follow up to the spring. Cause she's immune compromised. She wants to make sure we can meet outside safely, but like, yeah, fuck, man, it's like, uh, that's kind of rough, but. It's, I feel some, I feel some more hope around that, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nice. more, more people that are going to be open to getting to know me and, and that, that's, it's such a mental health is health, right? Like if you're feeling isolated and down the rabbit hole and watching too many YouTube videos, like, and I've seen that kind of like loneliness to extreme thinking pipeline in action, like, especially for people that spend too much time alone and you start watching some content, like. I saw this, uh, somebody reminded me of something and I just want to like, say it really briefly that the um, the Leonard Cohen quote of uh, the rich have got have got their channels in the bedrooms of the poor mm. and I feel like a lot of that's what is happening on social media is people with a lot of money and means are influencing some very frightened, lonely people to think some things and do some things that are not good for anybody. So mm-hmm. that's my philosophical, political slash social commentary for the day but yeah I feel like that's really important to like question things like that too like if somebody's telling you there's like one simple solution to the world's problems the chances are they're probably trying to sell you something and you need to like take a look at that and just examine it because that's another thing for ADHD folks self-included we're really easily influenced
1: well yeah and you know uh to your point um I mean, I told the story last time we talked that I had to break up with a friend for exactly that loneliness turning into just like, yeah, extreme fucking hateration. And okay. So, um, I know you're off Twitter right now. Uh, Mm. I'm sure some people will know what I'm talking about, but, um, I, that friend was very much in my thoughts again last week because, uh, there was a very, very, uh, sort of, I guess, high profile bit of of Twitter drama where, um, you know, someone who has had unfortunately followed a very, very similar path of just like started out as like a, a a weird Twitter, like hilarious jokes guy, and then kind of, I don't know, got lonely or something and went down this rabbit hole. And like the last the three, four months, um, all of their posts were just like, insane racist transphobic bullshit blah 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 uh mm. just like just clearly like a very very unhinged angry person and this uh, things came to a head and uh this person died in a suicide by cop uh mm. you know, uh, just over a week ago yeah That's like nice. like out in la and again like an extreme 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 example of what can happen but these are these are things that very much happen this was a person mm. to all appearances very normal wife kids uh you know like big family all that kind of stuff um and yeah and just like just went down a rabbit hole of believing some really fucking dark stuff and again i'm not saying that that's the sole cause obviously there's other stuff going on there but mm. <clears throat> you know the the negativity is is never going to do anything but compound itself and so unfortunately, yeah. I have found myself falling down that same hole in the last few weeks. Not of like uh, I hate people and blah blah blah, but just like letting myself get really fucking angry about things, and and mm. specifically on like Twitter or whatever, and just like just getting into fights with people and like beaking off and stupid shit <laughs> like that. And I'm just like beaking like, off. I love that. It, it, like the, 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 this isn't me. Like it's it's so. What's the word I'm looking for? um ineffectuals well impotent it's literally yeah uh, it's just like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a fucking impotent gesture from born of a- the anger that comes out of knowing that you can't do anything to like fix a situation so all yeah. i can do is like yell at the people that believe the wrong thing mm-hmm. and again it's just like that i might feel good about it for five seconds of just like 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 the five seconds that i'm like yeah fuck you i might (laughs) might feel good about that but then i just spend the next hour just being like i can't believe that someone would think that way what the fuck and i'm like i'm all just like tight and and up and in my shit about it and i just Mm -hmm. i don't need that fucking stress i don't need that excess norepinephrine for my system
0: (laughs) right and and um I heard the term as well. um, I think it was like outrage entrepreneurs or something like that. Like there's people that seriously capitalize on this shit. And there are people that are like serial entrepreneurs that know how to make money. And they like, you know, they have their little YouTube channels where they talk about whatever theory they're, you know, spouting that's not rooted in any science or reality or peer reviewed -reviewed journals and they just go off. Right. But um, I I do feel like my mental health has been better not being on Twitter. Um, But that like it, it's just like that's what it's for right like but you're yeah. never gonna like get somebody to change their mind on that app no one no one changes their mind on twitter it's not where you go to change your mind you go to like platform your ideas and bicker
1: right and that's um, and that's again where the, the that's the sort of i have to acknowledge that stuff and then step back and then like okay so why am i there then if i'm not going to change anyone's mind Mm -hmm. uh this is this is to make me feel good but it doesn't make me fucking feel good i would feel way better uh doing any number of other things uh if if i want to feel good and even if i want to feel specifically feel good by like uh i don't know yeah i I can't think of an example i'm trying to think Mm -hmm. of like uh, uh if there was a, a way to like feel good by uh uh cutting other people down that was somehow more productive <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that would look like but let's pretend it exists
0: <laughs> that could be i don't know it could be like a skit you could do an improv or something work through it that way i don't know but yeah like, there you
1: go a one-man show about how awful jason kenny and danielle smith are I don't oh know. <laughs> my god
0: sometimes <laughs> i forget you have to cope with them um we have our own issues here for sure, sure. Right? um Yeah, that actually reminded me of a podcast I listened to last week on the On Being. Um, They're starting to release new stuff with Krista Tippett again. And she interviewed um, Amanda Ripley, who um, has, has written extensively about conflict. And she talks about high conflict and how, like, when you're in high conflict situations, there's often no solution. But that's mm. what, like, is perpetuated on, like, social media and, and even some of the mainstream media. Um, but I, I maybe we can put that in the show notes because I want to go back and listen to it again. Because she she kind of alludes a little bit to what you're talking about, right? Like, we just, we want to be understood. But when you're in conversations where it's understood that the other person doesn't want to understand you, understand you is just like just this swirl of toxicity right because then you then your attention is fully hijacked you're thinking about it compulsively for the rest of the day even though the quote or the tweet itself may have only been a couple seconds but then the, like that's fucked your day and I, the, like that's what i hate about social media is like that lack of like nuance where you can't like because i get really triggered by certain conversations even having conversations with my partner about things and he'll be like can you just let me like let's explore this and she had a lot of language. She had a lot of like phrases that you could use to open conversations. Like, I want to make this work. I want to understand, like things like that. People don't do that on Twitter. Nobody's saying that. Cause I really want to understand you, Jordan Peterson, because like that guy, whatever, right? But like, you know, there's, there's, there's flyers going up around my neighborhood around about him, calling him this alt-right blah, blah, blah. I actually don't think those things are true. I think he's deeply damaged and he's like thriving with all the attention, but I don't think he's he's a transphobe for sure, which is awful. Um, but he influences a lot of people. There's like millions of people that follow him and believe everything that comes out of his mouth, which is dangerous, but also like until he gets, I think understood in a meaningful way, he's going to keep doing that shit. Like he's really traumatized <laughs> that guy. Like, Holy fuck. But I don't want to go about him.
1: Cause I'm... I'd be traumatized too. If I sounded like Kermit. Yeah, I know his voice is like there's Fuck there's a
0: guy. there's a few people, but you know what? My voice is probably like nails on a chalkboard for people. Your too. voice is
1: great, Robbie. <laughs> you, you don't you don't talk like this. I was I was watching uh, uh, Frozen, and uh, the the traditional uh, the traditional masculine and feminine values are disappearing from. Our- <laughs> Fuck that guy. Really, people listen out like. You know what? This guy probably has a lot of really good advice for me. This is, this is, this is a paragon of masculinity that I can learn a lot from. Fuck that yeah. guy.
0: Anyway. He really, he
1: really triggers people,
0: right? But that's what's funny is like I was in a Zoom call this week where somebody was talking about him in a really glowing way. But this was a lonely guy who was inside his house every day and not going outside.
1: And, and, and again, I, I and totally like, totally get that.
0: You know, like if you, and he was talking about how I was trying to date and women were very gentle with me. And I was like, well, were you gentle with them? Like, were you asking them how they are? Like, or were you just expecting them to serve you? Cause it's not a transaction. It's a fucking relationship. You know, like, and that's, I think where one of the problems is people are, like are schooled, men are schooled to believe and conditioned to believe that women are there in their service of them. Sure. As long as you believe that you're going to be fucking miserable. Right. Like, yeah. Like, that's not how it works. Like, we're all human beings, you know? Anyway, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole, but No, like,
1: um, I, I think, though, I, I wanted to... There was something that I wanted to bring up a little while ago, and I just wanted to... Actually, there's two things I wanted to loop back to. Um, so one thing, uh, I was sort of thinking about it while you were talking there, and... Um, so I described my, the, the purpose of getting in fights on Twitter as, as feeling good uh Mm. quote unquote but it's really not um both in that it doesn't make me feel that good but also what it really is is it's it's about looking good it's Mm. it's you know i again this is this is a phrase that i think is extremely useful but i understand why people don't like it but it's it's literally virtue signaling Mm. uh like you know it's it's and so again why I need to look at myself and question my motivations for this stuff and so it's like okay why are you why are you getting in a fight with, with a stranger on the internet uh, because it makes me feel good well we've determined that that's not actually the case so what mm-hmm. does it wh- why are you actually doing it oh because it makes me you know look good in front of my peers who believe similar things or whatever because it doesn't it doesn't fucking convince anyone no one's gonna change their mind yeah. and so it's like so okay so if I want to look good in front of my peers, There are a million things that I can do that would make my peers respect me so much more than getting in a fucking spat with someone on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if I'm if I'm looking for respect from my peers for being like a fucking guy that that contributes to uh social causes or whatever, well, I should be fucking going out and doing some volunteer work because uh that that's Uh definitely going to make far more real world impact than than getting in a fight uh where neither party is ever going to change their mind um and so yeah it's just like yeah i I guess i guess whatever whatever actions um this is a note for me but if you find it a useful note for yourselves out there too you know Mm -hmm. if, if you're about to take an action just ask yourself like why am I doing this? And then mm-hmm. is there is there a different action that I could take? Yeah, I guess, I guess, so why am I doing this? What is the goal of this action? And then after you've identified that goal, is there a more constructive way of achieving that same goal where mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you don't have to feel shitty and fucking amped up and adrenalized for an hour afterward?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, just give it a minute, right? Count to five, whatever before sending the tweet before sending the email you know pick up the phone if it's if it's possible that somebody you're mm-hmm. connected to and I remember that's something that my mom said to me years and years ago she said you can like write the most beautiful eloquent well-crafted well-intended email and the person on the receiving end of that email will receive it in their mood that they're in yep so if they're in a shitty mood and you say oh I love you man I miss you they're gonna be like well fuck that why did she say it like you know what I mean like so like think about it from that perspective as well like your words have power but also the person on the receiving end of that is in the state that they're in you mm-hmm. know and they're going to receive it how they choose to receive it and i remember i have to remind myself that about emails all the time don't answer that heated email like when it's still hot <laughs> like if it's time to cool down you know
1: i i have to remind myself of that in both directions constantly uh uh both that I am not responsible for how other people feel, uh, but conversely other people aren't responsible for how I react to things either. And that's, that's yeah. again, been like one of, one of the, 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 core lessons I feel like of the last five years of, of self growth or whatever you want to call it for me. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I really respect that too. And as Boulder reminds me of that all the time, like not to take things personally, but it yeah. feels personal. So it's hard not of to. Of course. When you're walking around, when your skin's like super thin all the time, it's kind of hard. But yeah, um, I feel like this was a really juicy conversation, and we're already like a, you know, an hour. Yeah, pretty much.
1: I think it's a good chat too. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a good place to leave it. Unless you have anything else that you wanted to talk about.
0: Mm, I think so.
1: Uh, so actually there's, there's one thing that I just, uh, remembered that I wanted to add on today as well. Um, so I have not had a chance to listen to it yet, but, a uh, previous guest of the show, Chris Gillum, uh, posted a link to a podcast this morning called, mm. uh, the ADHD adults podcast, uh, specifically their 22nd episode called ADHD and eating behaviors. Ooh. Um, so it is two men, uh, and there's, uh, this episode is, is a lot around uh, specifically binge eating, which um, has been a huge problem for me, you know, since the dawn of me being existing. The, mm. What a fucking great phrasing, Jordan. Jesus Christ.
0: Phrase <laughs> 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 of me being, I am being existing.
1: Holy shit. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, So, so that so so chris uh uh said that you know that's something that he still struggles with even after being in recovery for you know gambling and alcohol and same thing for me you know like i've been sober for a couple of years now uh and that is still like that that when i'm getting like down or whatever is where i go now is like mm. uh, you know eat an entire fucking huge bag of like kettle cooked peanuts or something um yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm going to listen to it after here, uh, but just knowing uh, uh, Chris and his taste, I suspect that it will be a good resource. Uh, So I'm going to put that in the show notes, check that out too, if, uh, you know, uh, binge eating is something that you struggle with, because I know there's a lot of us out there, and I think that uh, eating disorder stuff is difficult for men to talk about. Um, So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, the more we can normalize talking about that stuff, I think the better we'll all be doing so.
0: Absolutely, 100% agree. Yeah, I should go check that out too. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everyone.
1: Take care.